Hi, welcome to Faith Coffee and a Kid podcast. This is your host, Cherie. Today, you're going to meet Nika Miguel. Nika is one of the speakers for the Single Moms of Faith Burning Bright, Not Burning Out conference. Nika will be speaking on Sunday, December 6th at 1 p.m. on Overcoming a Poverty Mindset. She has a single parent ministry where she's a consultant for single parents, and she's also the author of God's Prosperity and the Beginner's Guide to Homeschooling. Listen in as we discuss her amazing ministry, her session, and more. Enjoy the interview. Hi, welcome to the show. Today I have with me a special guest, one of the speakers for the Single Moms of Faith, Burning Bright, Not Burning Out Conference, being held December 4th through the 6th. And today I'm going to be talking to Nika Miguel. So Nika is one of the speakers, and I'm so happy that you're taking time out to speak with me today, Nika. How are you? I'm doing fine. Thank you. Good, good. So Nika, the reason that I wanted to have you on is because I wanted our attendees and the listeners to get to know a little bit about you personally, your ministry, and some of the work that you're doing along with, you know, the session that you'll be speaking on at the conference and why you're excited about that. So if we can just kick it off. So um, tell us a little bit about yourself, Nika. Um, Well, uh, I'll start out with my name. Nika is American Indian because my maternal and paternal grandmothers were of different um, Indian tribes. Oh, that's interesting. Um, yeah. And I was married for 17 years and then he left. He left me with two babies to raise and, um, and our 15-year-old son went to stay with him. And it's funny during my struggles of being a single mom, I knew I had a choice to be better or to be better. And Mm -hmm. I I did choose to be better in those 16 years of being a single stay at home mom. And um, one of the things I I actually stumbled on during my process because I was sad to say I was a typical stay at home mom that had very little money and all of these bills, especially bills from the divorce. But I didn't know that I had a poverty mindset and that that could be something different, you know, that it didn't necessarily mean I would become instantly become a millionaire, but I could have a different mindset. So um, that's a little bit about my journey of living in different cities, different states, and and just learning a lot about um, not only God, but people and different denominations and, Mm -hmm. and just how the world works. Right. Yeah. I love what you said about, you know, you decided to make a choice, right. About being better and not bitter. Um, and I think a lot of single moms find themselves in that position where, you know, when you get a divorce or you're separated or whatever the situation, it's, it's really a very highly emotionally charged time. Right. And there's so many different feelings that go along with that. And part of it is, you know, there is anger, there's bitter, there's sadness, there's grief because you're mourning a death in a sense. Um, But I I love what you said about, you know, you made the choice and it's something to remember that as we, you know, go through this journey, we have intentional choices to make. So I love that you, um, you know, brought that up because I think that that's really crucial in how we look at, um, you know, just kind of our life as a single mom and just our life in general, right? And especially as a Christian, because we are taught and told um, to forgive and to, um, you know, be the peacemaker, right? So I love that you were able to do that on your journey. 
Right. And so you just spoke a bit about too, um, what's going to be in your session about overcoming that poverty mindset. Um, and I think one of the biggest stressors for single moms are it's, it's money, right? And so how did you talk a little bit about your journey with, you know, you said that you were, um, you know, financially struggling and how, what, what did that poverty mindset look like? Well, for me, uh, it, it was, I was so conscious of what other people thought about me and how mm -hmm. I spent money. And I mean, I could think about uh, how I went to the church to try to help me with my budget. And I just didn't have enough money to stretch to pay yeah. all of the bills. Right. And yet when people, pe people are so gracious, or they can be so gracious to single moms. And when people mm -hmm. would gift me and my girls with, with uh, financial blessings or what have you. And I would want to do simple things like take my girls for a happy meal. Mm -hmm. I was actually self-conscious of who was behind me watching wow. me buy a happy meal for my kids. Oh, that's so... You know, yeah. because they don't know the story. They don't know that somebody gave me a gift and that I'm not just being frivolous with my money. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. yeah, and I, I mean, I could see where that it's a shame because it's almost like that label when people are struggling that, you know, they're supposed to just not do anything at all. Right. Like, and I can see that yeah. that could be very difficult. Um, and the generosity that people have shown you, I mean, I'm sure that's a blessing that's carried on with you and how you kind of pour into other single moms and that's part of your ministry. So tell us, you know, just a little bit about your ministry. Is that kind of how you got started in, what you're doing now and just talk about a little bit of what you're doing. Yeah. So um, basically it started out with my um, wanting to, um, you might say, I, I just wanted to do business mm -hmm. and um, I started out with just a uh, business selling products and I would go to these networking meetings because I discovered uh -huh. networking. It was like, wow, networking. And <laughs> And this is back in 2014. And I went to a networking meeting and they said, well, what is your why? You know, what is your motivation? Why are you doing this? And they said, if you could pick anything, if you could help anyone else, a certain cause, what would it be? And I think, and immediately what came to me was, I want to help single moms, you know? Uh, yeah, right. And, and from there, I created Single Moms United, and I started having um, monthly meetings on um, Monday nights, and I would get one mom. Yeah. <laughs> and the next month, I would get one mom. <laughs> and, and, and then in 2015, I, I made Single Moms United LLC, mm -hmm. and we had quarterly meetings on, on Friday evenings, and I had fundraisers, but oh. I kept networking and right. sharing the resources um, with the single moms and, and letting them know what was going on. And then lo and behold, there's this single dad out there. And he was like, all oh, these people do so much for single moms, but what about a single dads? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm thinking, wow. <laughs> and it was like I got a, um, a download from the Lord for mm -hmm. consulting for single parents and which is the DBA of Single Moms Unite LLC. And I created this whole program that could help single parents be a rising star to help them mm -hmm. to their next upper level, you know, to level right. up. 
And as I continued to network, I got opportunities um, not only to share my story, but to go more in depth of creating a program like a therapeutic support group for single parents. And oh, I love that. Um, yeah, and I used the same program um, going to visit in the prisons. And, and while uh, the consultant for single parent is, is a paid service, I still hold free quarterly mm -hmm. events where the single parents can come and gather with one another and talk about what's going on in their life and right. ask me my advice since I'm a veteran now because my kids are grown. So. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's interesting because um, I was just thinking about how you were saying, you know, the struggles that you faced early on with, you know, finances and just kind of finding your footing as a single parent and how, you know, and I've said this before in a few of the interviews that, you know, the Lord doesn't give you anything, one that he won't pull you through. And that's, it's not wasted, right? So everything that you go through can be used to pour into, you know, his purpose and his will for you to build up other, you know, to build up other people. Um, and so I love that you took all of that, you know, experience and probably some of it was difficult and, and humbling, mm -hmm. but you poured it into something that created a community for single moms and single dads. And, you know, the one thing I find is, you know, it, taking that type of community, there's a certain type of vulnerability that comes with that and transparency. Um, and I, you know, when you're open about your journey, and um, your testimony, I think it's such an encouragement to others to, you know, open up as well. And so, you know, I'm sure that those quarterly meetings and, you know, that's just a blessing for people to kind of get together who are in the same situation and talk, right? Just simply talk. And I think there's so much, you know, power in that. And spiritually, I think that's such a beautiful thing that you're able to do. Right. So you also have written a book Mm -hmm. So tell us about, it's called God's Prosperity, coming out of a poverty mindset into, a, into God's way of thinking about money. So yes, tell us a little bit, this sounds very interesting um, as far as in, in the book, what do you talk about? What are some of the, the key points that you, you know, try to instill in your readers? Well, I, I guess I want to, the main thing is I want to give hope to the readers um, that they don't have to stay in the same mindset that they're thinking um, that um, just because they have limited income, they don't have to be limited by those limited incomes. Mm -hmm. um, especially as a Christian, if they believe God is calling them to do something, to go ahead and be obedient. And so uh, the book is about my financial journey as a single mom coming out of the uh, poverty mindset, but it's also about faith. I mean, right. it took faith for me to say that I heard from God to move from Arizona to, to Idaho, mm -hmm. and I had never even been to Idaho. Wow. I mean, that's really took, a leap of faith. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it took faith knowing that it was going to cost me $2,000 to move and I don't even know if I had 200 in my bank account, wow. you know, yeah. and, and, and to trust that God will provide that if he really is guiding me there, that he will provide. Mm -hmm. And so 
um, obedience is just so important in your walk. And, and I believe God wants us all to be set free, even in our right. mindset. Yeah. So uh, if someone were to read this book, they would hear some of my real life stories and struggles that it, it wasn't easy. I mean, there mm-hmm. were days when I felt like it just wasn't going to happen. I mean, yeah. I'm literally in tears Mm-hmm. You know, calling my sister saying, I know you can't help me. I just need somebody to talk to. Right. I mean, and, and I think, you know, financial stress is, I mean, it wears on you. I mean, it yeah. really is like a meal around a neck, like an anchor around your neck because, you know, especially as a single, as a single mom, I think that, and you know, everybody's situation is different, you know, but um not, it's one thing when you're providing for yourself, right. And you're hitting hard times, but it's another thing when you have like little mouths to feed. And, um, I mean, it could feel very lonely and isolating and shameful. You know, there's a lot of shame that's attached to money. I think, um, when you don't have it. Right. And so like, I think that's one of the I don't know, I guess kind of like that mindset, because we all come with different beliefs about money. Um, And have you found that when you talk to other, you know, women, um, just about, you know, money and, you know, like the belief system that they have um, behind it? Yeah, it is interesting talking to them, because a lot of the moms are are still at the basic of figuring out what is a budget, you know, how do I even make a budget work? And they were in the same position as I was of having um, too many bills and not enough money. Mm-hmm. And, and so just thinking about money as a tool is just, it's just be, a little bit beyond them. Right. And, and even the Christian was to, to believe that God holds the checkbook, that when the Bible says God owns the silver and the gold and all the cattle on a thousand hills, that he really does mean that, Yeah, that exactly. if he calls, cause you to do something that he will write a check but also the bible says that he cares for us and he cares about the things that we care about so mm-hmm. of course he cares that we need food for our kids and we need right. to put gas in the car to go to work and and to just trust him i mean i can remember saying god if it takes my last two dollars to go minister to this woman i'm gonna mm-hmm. do it i'm just right. gonna do it i'm gonna put yeah. the two dollars in there and i'm gonna believe by faith that you're going to continue to provide and I won't have to stop ministering to people. And this is while I was a single mom mm. and I go to the post office and there's a check in there. Wow. That's yeah. a blessing. Yeah. You know, right. it's, it's a reminder of how God shows up. Um, you know, and, and sometimes we, I think oftentimes we put him in the box, right. When we are in situations or circumstances that almost seem insurmountable, like we're just thinking to ourselves, like, there's no way that I'm going to be able to pay this rent, or there's no way that mm-hmm. I'm going to have enough for this. And then the Lord shows up. And a lot of that, like you said, is faith, right? And and that obedience. And, you know, it, it reminds me, like when you were talking earlier about um, just having that mindset of, you know, there's something that you that's really on your heart to do, right? Or you feel like God's calling you to a specific purpose or plan, and you are timid in stepping into it, maybe because of resources, right? Or because of um, just different things like energy, the time you have and all those things. But like when you step in obedience, he provides that for you, right? Like, because you're following along with his will. Right. 
Yeah. And so, I, I mean, the I, I'm interested in the session. I'm really excited about this because I think that especially in these like kind of uncertain, well, I shouldn't even say kind of because they are <laughs> uncertain <laughs> times um, with so much going on, right? I mean, we have a pandemic, so you have people who are losing jobs, who are laid off, or I mean, there's just so many different um like different uh, circumstances and conflicts right now in just in individual homes. And I think it's really a time where we need to be encouraged, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to um, have this conference. And your session really spoke to me in that way that, you know, this is a perfect time for talking about overcoming, you know, a poverty mindset. So as far as with our attendees, what do you think that they will uh, get out of this session that you'll be talking about on Sunday? Actually, on Sunday, December 6th at 1 p.m., you'll be speaking. So give us kind of an idea of what attendees can expect from this session. Well, um, one of the things I, I, I want to really stress is to, to not give up that no matter where they're at, that they can go forward and that mm -hmm. there is a um, there is an upper level, there is a next level and 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 to strive for that. Um, I want to encourage them to um, seek out resources to um, study about money, to learn about it to I, I want to share with them just just a little bit of a tip to not be afraid of money. Right, to right. Uh, even think about investing and saving. Um, yeah. I remember when, when, when I felt like the Lord first told me to um, start saving. He didn't tell me how much. I just started saving. Mm -hmm. And I started with $5 a month. Right. And it became a habit. Yes. And once that habit developed, then when a crisis came up, the church still sometimes helped me, but they didn't have to help me as much. Mm -hmm. because I had savings. And so I just want to encourage them to keep going. I want to give them hope about their financial mindset. Um, I, I want to uh, help remove the idea that it would always be like this um, if it's bad and mm -hmm. that it's not their only fate in life to be in poverty, you know, right. and, but also to encourage your mom that if she's in the United States standard of poverty or whatever country they're in and they have a level of poverty, that doesn't mean that they have to have a poverty mindset. That's, mm -hmm. it, it's not like it's an equal sign. Poor means poverty mindset. It, right. it does not have to equal, yeah. Yeah, you know, I think that our mind obviously, you know, plays such a big role, our thoughts um, and just, you know, what how we decide to think plays such a huge role in how we live our life, right? Because our thoughts help basically manifest our actions. And so I, the, when you were talking about habits, I was thinking about how, you know, sometimes we um, forget that it's those fundamental things that help us to make big differences, right? Like those small things that help us to make big changes. So saving $5, you know, to some people might seem, oh, well, five, you know, what's that going to do? But if you keep adding $5, $5, you know, it adds up. And next thing you know, you do have a small nest egg or a big nest egg. So no small amount is insignificant, right? And it's really right. about setting those habits. Um, and, you know, habits are hard. I mean, especially if you come from a place where you don't have one, either any, right? Or two, mm -hmm. maybe not such good habits. Um, so, 
I love that you, you know, that you'll address that and talk about that as well. So Nika, I also saw, um, and this might be really helpful to those moms out there who are at home with their kids um, <laughs> during this time. You also have a book that you wrote that is um, free on your website about homeschooling, right? Yes. Yeah, talk, tell us about that because I bet you some moms will find that very useful right now. <laughs> right. So um, I did homeschool my girls while I was a stay-at-home single mom. And um, they went from kindergarten to 12th grade and graduated and went on to college. And one of the, yeah, so one of the things I... Um, I even do homeschool consulting is um, just sharing from my experience and having a conversation with people um, about um, looking, um, using the internet for their benefit of, of creating their own scope and sequence of what they want their kids to learn in each grade level. Um, I also, number one, tell them to pray for grace. You need grace to be home yes. with your kids all day, let alone teaching them. Yes. And um, and then I, uh, another big tool for me when I was homeschooling was that I didn't try to remember what I learned when I was in elementary, junior high and high school. Right. I, I just picked up the book and, and got the concepts from the book that they were going to learn from. And then I taught from the book versus trying to teach from my own prior knowledge. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's interesting because I think that that's probably like one of the things that seem very natural to do, you know, like because I know well my daughter, I'm not actually teaching her, her school is, but mm -hmm. you know, just kind of helping her along. She's a freshman in uh, college, a freshman in high school, um, so I've been a little bit more, you know, watching to make sure I'm like, okay, is this done or is this, you know, and and stepping back, but then I'm like. Well, I have to remember too, that it's so different from when I was growing up, right? Like she's so much more savvy <laughs> than I ever was right. as far as like with technology and, you know, even the way like some, some of the classes are like math, math is totally different, interesting enough than when I was growing up. So it's like mm -hmm. very interesting to see how um, different it is one and you know, kind of stepping back, like you said, and, and reminding yourself that this is a different time. And it's also like a different kind of curriculum and kind of letting them do that without, um, you know, infusing yourself too much. <laughs> so. <laughs> so Nika, I'm so happy that you're going to be speaking. And why don't you tell our listeners how they can find you, follow you and about, you know, how to order your products and all that good stuff. So um, I have a new website and uh, the website is choose to today. And they can follow me on social media um, under Nika Miguel, author and entrepreneur on Facebook. I am also on uh, Instagram under consulting for single parent. And I do a little bit of Twitter uh, with uh, Consultative Single Parent and also my name. And I'm also on LinkedIn. You can find me on LinkedIn, Nika Miguel. And I have all of my business and resources and blogs listed there as well. Okay, great. Great. Well, Nika, it has been such a pleasure speaking with you. Oh, and you know what? You can also subscribe to your single parenting newsletter, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. If they send me the email, I can get them into my MailChimp link and 
Um, I don't send out too many, so it won't be a bother. <laughs> I know. We get so much stuff, but it's always good when it's quality things. So I know that this is definitely a quality newsletter that single moms and dads will not want to miss. Right. So thank you so much for taking this time. Um, and I am looking forward to having you speak and about, you know, overcoming a poverty mindset. I think it's going to be such a blessing to the attendees and I will see you very soon. Okay. Thank you, Sheree. Thank you.